This is episode 62 of the Marshall Street Podcast. You're listening to the Marshall Street Podcast, the home of music industry know-how that will give you the skills to take your career to the next level. Here are your hosts, Ben Marshall and Stu Watts. What's going on, people? We are back. Welcome back to Marshall Street Podcast, episode 62. Yep. Very special guest today, Claudio. Welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for being here. Um, Before we kick off, let's just talk about the few of the nitty-gritty stuff. Uh, True. In terms of following us, you know, we're all over the socials, uh, Instagram, you can follow us there. Um, Spotify, we can be found, YouTube, um, all of the places that you would expect to find us, just search Marshall Street. And you'll find us there. Marshall Street Studios. Marshall probably. Street Studios is a good idea. Yep. And as always, <laughs> if you like this podcast, what we've spoken about, you can now rate it on Spotify and share it with a friend. If you know someone who is looking to start their own business, looking to get into business, looking to live life more in their own terms, or that's something that you resonate with, uh, I think this podcast will have some good stuff for you. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Claudio, firstly, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us what you do, um, and then we'll kind of take it from there. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, so... So, where, so I guess to where I start with is um, I've got uh, – well, I run a business, Spiral Orb Designs. Um, I've been in business 10 years now. Uh, it's something that I went into not even thinking that was the direction I was going to go as usual. There's <laughs> a lot of businesses that we're, as we do. Uh, I run a brand and web design agency at the moment. I've built four brands over the last 10 years. Uh, and for myself, I classify my, myself as more of a brand specialist, uh, which is more so all the psychology of branding, why brands grow and how people are attracted to that. Um, I'm, I have a massive passion with psychology, human psychology, and more importantly, the human condition. So how, how we live in this world, how this world works around us. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then that's essentially the... Uh, one thing I want to know is when you say built a brand, it's probably yeah. a big, deep conversation. But <laughs> yeah. what, what do you mean by that, built a brand? You built four brands. What does so that mean? So basically bringing an idea or concept right from the start, bringing it to life, giving it, giving it life, uh, and then watching it grow, I would say with ease. It's like the, 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 the whole thing about business is hard or to grow hard, it, 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 like it's hard to grow a business. With building a brand, it's more that it's just like the steady growth. And everyone that I've done has always been like that. Mm. Uh, it was only only with uh, the company that I have now have I been able to have the blinkers on to be able to see why that is with past brands because the clientele changed. Uh, so, yeah, when I'm saying built a brand, it's right from scratch, ground up, on your own. Yeah, you get people to help alongside, but not so much where it's like you go into business with someone else and you're both working it together. So that's essentially, yeah. So when you do collaborate, what are the sorts of things that you would get people to collaborate on? Uh, Well, it'll be either growth or putting people coming into the picture for uh, basically certain skills that I might not have or... uh, a certain directions that need required or just even mentoring, just getting that kind of help. So um, business is way bigger than ourselves and us going all in and trying to control everything and thinking that we know it all is 
probably the most wrong way to go about <laughs> business. Yeah, but I think that's that's definitely a mindset and a trap that early on it's easy to fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, just through out of lack of experience, having done it before, you know, like we always say, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people when you get into business, it's easy, I'd say it's probably more a lot more often than not, you go into it with the wrong mindset and you've got to surround yourself with people who have done it, mentors, other people that you look up to, to get that advice and kind of guidance to get your mindset on track. Um, one question that I like uh, seeing business owners ask, or answer, sorry, if you were to know, if you were to tell yourself back then when you first got into business, how much work was going into it and how much work was going to be required in order for you to do what you do, would you still do it? Would you still get into business on your own? hundred uh, percent. To follow on with that question, is it do I do I also know what life is like now back then too? <laughs> uh, no, it's just purely because I think going into business, a lot of business owners are naive to the mountain that they're about to climb. Um, and there's there's some people when you speak to me like, look, if I knew the work and the amount of sleepless nights I was going to have to go through, a lot of or not a lot of them, uh, uh, and a, a amount of them would choose another job, right. would choose mm-hmm. a career for someone else purely to make their life easier um, because I think there is this sense of some people can romanticize about having your own business and being your own boss and they put this on a pedestal when the reality is the amount of hours that we work a week so that we don't work a 38-hour week for someone else is huge Mm. Um, and that's just something that isn't a lot of time it may be spoken about but if you don't know to look into those circles and listen to those people it's easy to, to bite off more than you can chew when starting your own business. Yeah, 100%. I also think um, <clears throat> like when, when, when you're getting into business or RTOs or others that like, like for me, for example, when I went into more the with the fitness industry, you always go in with the things you like or the things you're good at. It's like I want to help people and I like what I do. So it's easy to sell. Oh, yeah, then you should get into business. Here, do a course, go live mm. your lifestyle, do all that. There's nothing pretty about, by the way, you're probably going to have to put hundreds of hours and you're not getting paid. So that's <laughs> yeah. okay, right? Like, I think people see the tip of the iceberg a lot of the times where they see things that they um, resonate with and they potentially go, I could do that better. Mm. But they don't know what the person's done along the way to even put that content out. Like, yep. you know, have they done it themselves? Have they got another company on that doesn't understand their their brand? Like yep. there's so much to it that they don't see. All they see is this little video or mm. you know, a piece of information about this company and they go, I could do that yeah. way better. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Definitely. And even just um, like being able to see the inside of another working business at scale before you start your own is hugely like important. Like you know, that's something, you know, I'd, I'd never really saw and I'd say that my learning curve along the way could have been shortened, mm. you know, if I'd gone and say worked for someone else for two years and saw how the inside of a bigger business worked, I'd be able to take a lot of those learnings away into mine. But, you know, there's no right or wrong path in this journey. And I also think that you did other things, um, so many other things like going to, um, you know, big conferences and stuff like that and learning from mentors like Jack the Bear mm. and stuff like mm. that, that was still important for you to grow this business yeah oh so definitely and even like I, I look back on my journey and even times in construction it's mm-hmm. like they have allowed me to you know maintain and build a facility and it means you know i can do a lot of the hands-on stuff mm. even the time video editing it's like when we first wanted to put out mm. podcasts it's like cool i was able to do sound and do video editing as well to get those things going mm. so all those little skills that you may i may not have learned them with the intent to use them towards marshall street 10 years later when you start a business you're like cool well now 
um, my invisible toolbox has got a lot more tools in it mm. than the average business owner. Mm. Was there, what was, what was it about like branding? You say that that's probably a favorite thing to do, right? That, or you think that that's the yeah. thing that you're best at or? Uh, it's definitely one of the things that combines what I'm talented at with psychology. Yep. And what actually building businesses and solving problems and you, the two go hand in hand together. Was that something that you figured out or that you saw was an existing gap in? Uh, I f oh, it's a bit of both. I figured it out. And then as I was growing in with different clientele, I, w I noticed that two of the same clients uh, you would have, they would be doing the same thing, sharing the same industry and one would be growing so much quicker than the other. Mm. And that's when I spotted out, oh, the branding formulas that they're actually doing is what I've been doing and I've been doing for the last 10 years. Mm. And then it just all, all the cogs clicked. So what was what was not seen before was now seen. And, and then I formulated that and found that, wow, this is something I unconsciously really loved and mm. was always doing. Uh, I'm now going to go full into that. But, Beautiful. Yeah. Walk us through um, that process with, say, um, say, well, give us some examples of the difference. Like when you say branding and you're developing a brand mm. with someone um, and you're going through, I guess, the psychology behind it and what attracts people to different businesses, um, what are some things you look for? What are, some, what are some pitfalls that you're like, man, eight out of ten businesses starting out will fall into this pattern of shitty branding and it yeah. usually takes them two or three years to, you know, refine it and improve that. What yep. are some of the things you see? So uh, for, the, for the stuff that actually shows oh, wow, that's going to be a good brand. It's all got to do with symbolic resonance. So I, that's essentially, as humans, we see everything in symbols. We're very visual. It, unless, as I learned the other day. Um, mm, I was in at, this conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the aphantasia, yeah. which, which can't actually see the imagination. Yeah, of that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. But it's a very small um, part of the population. But for the majority, we see things in our, in our mind's eye. And that's all based on our experiences in life. So... If we go through life a certain way, we start to we are always watching out for the things we want and don't want in life because that's what we've been we've been shown. If we're having a conversation, other people are talking about something we're absolutely not interested in. We have no idea about that conversation. Just goes it's like in mm, the background it's noise. It's just mm. noise. Mm. So what the good brands do is that they see the symbology of who their ideal people they're trying to uh, put the brand in front of. And they're communicating that constantly through symbols, through stories, through experiences that's collective. Like, I don't know why, but Tom and Jerry just came into mind and somehow I could tie that into some particular story. And then all the people who have seen Tom and Jerry and maybe how the mouse like is running away, like I could put that into my brand and everyone who's experienced that would then notice my brand. Mm. So that's, that's the good one. The bad side of it, oh, I wouldn't say the bad side, what majority do. The they, less effective The side. less effective, that's a good <laughs> one. Um, it's just going straight on what they do mm. and talk about the problem they solve. And that's fine and dandy, but when people are going through an experience of ready to buy from you, they're along the journey of that symbolic resonance. So every time you're storytelling, every time you're portraying, they're continuously engaged with it because it's their experiences in life. Then all of a sudden, wow, I need to now do branding or wow, I need a website or I've got to record my music or i got to actually take this to the next level. And if it's just the how, 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 someone else will come along that. And life is just a Facebook 
or a social media news feed. You're only going to see the top 30, 40 things that's most interesting and relevant to you. Everything mm. else falls apart behind the um, metrics of the algorithms. Mm. So that's, yeah, that's essentially the, uh, the difference. I think like what stands out to me is like the storytelling aspect of it <clears throat> and I'm, I'll own up to this. I struggle with that because I'm a very direct sort of person. We are having this mm. conversation the other day. And the way I respond, which is something that I could probably talk about more, mm. is that I like to be direct with people. I like to talk. Um, I don't shy away from difficult conversations. doesn't mean I don't like them or it doesn't mean that I like them, but I think having that direct um, conversation with people is how I communicate. Mm. It doesn't work for everyone else. But I also don't then know how to necessarily brand myself in a way that speaks to people that might be on a similar wavelength because I probably fall into that trap of like lacking storytelling and, you know, lacking the, the background or, you know, what's brought me to where I am. So is there generic things that you see or across the board things that you see that could help maybe musicians or, you know, people that are in the music industry um, starting business in the music industry that could potentially help them speak to people in, in an easier way than just saying, you know, this is what I do. Yeah, I, I, like um, challenge is not the word I'm looking for, but it's like I want you to, to potentially look at this for, for you as well mm. because when people see you at, and, and what you do or where you're at now, mm. there's a – a story of journey that got mm. you to here. Mm. And when people hear that, that's what they're actually drawn to mm. because you're living in a moment in time where they want to be, whether it's right in front of you, being the person who's having the music recorded for you, mm. uh, by you, sorry. So for me, I, I feel that when it's story, there's, there's really... I always talked about the there's either two types of stories. You've got more of an origin story, which is a very strong one. It's the lead up to where you are now and and really highlighting uh, that massive stage of the journey. Like an example is for me, like when we started into web design, there was nothing, there was no like breakthrough, I hit rock bottom moment kind mm. of thing. All it was is, hey, I was doing my other business. Mm. I got very busy. I outsourced it. I got burnt and then I talk about the getting burnt part. Mm. So that's the emphasize. And then I started the business out of anger and because, not that I knew it, but because I was the client, I was able to communicate that and then I, I happened to attract like minds who wanted to do good things by people who got burnt really easily mm. and then never to the hap happen again. So the, the, the story of that part was what's the big chunk that, people want to know about, and in my story, it's the origin is about being burnt mm. and what that was like and what that meant and what, what that, what, what, because I, I love contribution. Like we raised four and a half grand in like 40 days with a new program that we just launched. Mm. And that was supposed to go to the homeless community. And it was, to, it was to do the contribution element and then also to show us what we're doing even on a bigger scale. But and it was my lesson, but I learned, um, I was sold on the idea of marketing and then going down that part from a, not the right form of marketing. And then when I went into that, I learned, oh wow, I stuffed up. I made that mistake, mm. but I was burnt. Mm. And 
I would never sell something to someone that I know isn't good, like they need it or don't need it. I'd refer that on. So there was all that. And because of my experiences of life that led me to be that type of person, because I'm sure life could have taken me a different route. I could have been an absolute prick. Like, But because of that, there'll be like-minded people who have gone through similar journeys, probably have been burned a fair few times. Like, I, I have that. Um, when they hear that, they're like, oh, this resonates. Mm. It's just a web design agency though, but is it though? It's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I think like the, the struggle that I see so many artists have is they don't know how to tell their story. Yeah. And it's, and it's mm. like, I'm a really good musician. I have great songs. It's like, great. So many other people do too. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. Imagine all the songs that have never been heard that are the best songs in the world. And it's most likely because of that, they don't know how to tell their story. They don't know how to stand out from the crowd. They don't know how to be unique. Either they feel that they need to be someone they're not mm. because they, they're like, well, I'm told I need a story. And in them, they don't see their journey as, you know, good enough or, you know, important enough for them just to be like, yeah, this is me and these are my songs. Mm. Um, but I want to come back because I think there's I think there's another way, and I want to get your thoughts on this, um, another form of, I guess, marketing or getting people to resonate, say, with, let's just use Stewie as an example because he's here. So in your situation of how you started, you went about being, you were that client initially who got burnt and that is, you know, from what I can gather, set you up to do what you sought out to, you know, purchase at one point but in a more ethical way. So you're like, cool, I've seen what happens when business owners and people sell you based off what they think you need, not what you actually need and that ends up costing you money and we've seen people spend like $10,000 plus on websites that they didn't need just so that these agencies can make money off them. Um, so there is a lot of sharks in that water. So by you almost getting burnt, you you had that story to resonate with people who are like, holy fuck, this, I was burnt as well. Sweet, let me go with someone who knows what that's like so it's not going to happen again. Um, I think with so with like Stu and what he does, I think there's a, another type of client though because people will hire him to record and mix who say don't want to be a mix engineer. They're, like, they're not striving to be a mix engineer. So, you know, his journey of, hey man, like I st go and studying music and production and learning sound and building his way into being the mix engineer he is now – that won't necessarily get the drummer of the band to be like, hold, that's because that, it doesn't, they're on a different path. Um, so I think, um, you know, for something like that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a way to like to bring them into the conversation is, especially with music, is you need to find a common point of ground, a music that they might like. So you go, cool, here's, here's my mix tips before and after on a track that they like. And suddenly they're like, hey man, I like that band. So you're in them for that way. You'll, you've caught them with a, a common, I guess, you know, band that they like and you've shown your skills on something that you've they've already interested in. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on say that? Yeah, I think spot on. I also think because um, uh, I've seen that you do your own music and mm. like that too mm -hmm. and so I know that there's a strength in that as well. Um, and There's American Stew. There, yeah, there is there is yeah, a YouTube yeah, yeah. channel yeah, yeah. called Alex Melton. Yeah, and he's American Stew. He's yeah, I've, I've seen him. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gone through him. I, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, yeah. I resonate a lot with yeah. him. And <laughs> we need to get Stewie doing that. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's and that's the thing there. Like that's the the experience in that is me going back through like all my love of music back yeah, when yeah. I was oh, yeah. in like younger, and yeah. that's that's why I watched all yeah, of that. Yeah. Yep, so that yep. resonance is mm. like it, it's, even, it's unspoken though. I yeah. think that's important as well. Yep. It's like th there's a 
directness in the sense of you're being shown something like this is a cover in the style of music mm. that you used to listen to, but it's a current song, for example, yeah. and you like that, but it's not the person saying, I know you like this. There's no yeah, that yeah. direct saying like everyone that likes pop punk and likes new songs, <laughs> you're going to like this. It's not yeah. that. It's yeah. just like a here's the song. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think yeah. it feels real because... I'd say he he also listened to that tunes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if he didn't listen to that music, it'd be it wouldn't feel yeah. as real or as genuine. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I guess that's probably why he doesn't need a stage. Like, dude, I, yeah, I listen exactly. to these bands so much. You can tell it like he's just yeah. a piece of art around mm. that. But yeah. there's a, a learning piece there for mm. anyone that's listening that thinks you have to do it that way. Mm. True. Yeah. Mm. Also there's there's a there's a meta to that too, because in the music, what we're gonna use as an example. The music of even what you're doing, and the experiences like on that on that subconscious mm. plane, the emotions of what, for example, me, what I had gone through listening to that music, and all the things that happened in my life around mm, that time. Absolutely, that's all happened in like less than a second. Yeah. Even if I don't consciously am unaware of it, mm. and that that passion there is already just another link to the chain. You know that you you get it right when people come to you and they're like. It just feels right. Like mm. working with you feels right. <laughs> yeah. That's because that's that's, because. A, that's the best compliment yeah. you can get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I think like there's a similarity to all these things. Like you know, you might w- walk past somewhere and have this scent of like I get this all the time. Where I'm like New York subway. There's nothing else that smells like a New York sub. Oh, I mean, there's heaps of stuff because when you walk down the road. That takes me back there straight away, and that's a similarity yeah. there when you're hearing something that's familiar but new, mm. um, and that can be really challenging for most people because they don't know how to to get that into mm. their brand or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. So for people, um, someone who's say just started and they maybe listen to this, be like, "All right, man, I need to give some my brand some more thought than I previously have." What are like some? Um, what are some tips that people can do to start to, I guess, reverse engineer their brand to see it from the other person, from the consumer's point of view? Like, you know, what are some tips? How, how would you approach that with people? Okay, I'll try not to go too meta with this because it, it, it goes deep. Like, um, uh, uh, like sa- sacred geometry is a big one. I'm not going to go too much into it, but it's just all literally like maths and the science of that and, how all that works. But when you research, like that's where you start. Like when you research certain concepts based on things that you like, it's it all comes back full circle. For example, um, I loved the word dynamic. So this is how my brain starts, but I love the word dynamic and I loved movement and I loved flow. So when I researched dynamic, I found a psychological, mo- uh, sorry, psychology model called spiral dynamics, which had the hierarchy of like societies and from all the way through to the entire globe. And and that already was a huge concept based on personality, based on one word, based on my experiences. And that led me to enjoy all that. So even though that sounds complex, there's a, a part of life that everything is just so interconnected that when you just start based on just things you like and researching that, I guarantee that there's concepts out there, models out there that will just resonate so much and getting to the point of what you're looking for. And then you and then you look at um, uh, things in existence as well, like mm. uh, life, 
the earth um, systems of things. Like there's just it, it's it's so broad with yeah. what you can what you can find. When you say like research things that people like, um, like I guess even that in itself can be super hard or broad for someone starting out because they're like, well, hold on, I like what do I mean? What do I yeah. like? Like I could like a lot of things. Um, I guess when people are starting in that, should they find things, I guess, that they around a person that they want to be, that they see themselves, that they strive to be? Is this things that they literally like right now in, their, in this time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one, like right now in this time. You can, when you, you, you can get con, uh, con, convoluted. What's the word? Convoluted. That's the one. Uh, where you get too focused on other people and then you're seeing the highlights of what's attracting you to them. <laughs> which is it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would have already ticked off the boxes that made you attract to them mm. from, from that. So finding the uniqueness for your own brand stems from just you and what life is like. All the things that you do love, or certain elements of that that you then create for whatever the specific thing that you're talk like that you're trying to put out there. Yep. Whether it's, if it's as a musician. What's the um, the theme, like the the overarching theme of the type of genre or music or um, even even stories of what, what you do like? I think um, I've got an example of this. Yeah. One of our residents, London Topaz, he has boards up in his room and just random words that inspire him and mm. that he resonates with just like on the wall. And, you know, when you enter his room, there's actually a, a thing on the door that that outlines what his intentions are when he walks into that room, and stuff like that, where the, where you're writing out mind maps and you're just mm. putting words into the into the into your universe, I guess you'd say, those sorts of things when they trigger certain things in your brain, and when you think about that, you know, consciously and subconsciously, consciously by seeing it and think about it, but then later it'll still be in your brain. That will start to paint pictures, and it might flow into your lyrics, it might flow into your music. Um, even your branding and, and stuff like that. I think that's, mm. that's a clear example to me of how that is well done. Yeah, steps yep. you can take to build and solidify your brand, yep. you know, with, I guess, within you. And then that just, that will come out when you speak to people. Mm -hmm. um, I've got another question though. So some, a lot of this stuff feels like it's suited towards, say, businesses. Um, you know, someone setting up a business, um, getting their branding right through online, through websites, everything like that. Is there a difference in that and someone who would be, say, going about a personal brand of building a business around, say, their actual name rather than, you know, a business? Well, it depends on the in intention, first of all. Like I'm a believer if you're going to build a personal brand, it's a lot harder to scale uh, because you are the face of the brand. You are the essentially always that piece that everyone's attracted to. The moment you stop, it's like other people, unless you're legacy level where you've got your more of, um, I don't know, like, maybe Tony Robbins, as people, a lot of people might know, um, <clears throat> where other people can come into the picture and the message in there, but eventually that would fade fade out. So if the ideal then, and then is to have um, more of, and there's no right or wrong here, by the way, like, but if it's like to actually have a brand that people are attracted and fall, falling in love with that, if you um, escape the fate came to mind because mm. I absolutely love that band, but when the lead singer left and they were replaced, I still loved that band. Mm. Um, and I loved what the Good old Ronnie, yeah. <laughs> so that um, th th there's that part of it uh, as well. So, um, but let's even go down the other route of a personal brand. Say that is that is just that person. 
because um, there is a lot more people starting their personal brands through Insta, through social media. Yeah. It's given a lot of people to be one to take control of almost almost their business life and start their own brand around themselves. Um, now, obviously, yeah, like that's I'd argue it's like almost hard, very hard to be scalable. And the whole point of the personal brand is it dies with you, like it's your, mm. it's built off you. Um, so I guess when building branding messaging around that what are the is that similar with being a business how do you how does that yeah go? it's 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 literally similar like <clears throat> there's a vision that comes with it like you're you're aiming to achieve something big with that the whether it's it's a, a business that's just solving problems or your personal your personal brand of what you're trying to put out there is still solving a problem and so when people hear that vision of what you're trying to achieve it, like I always say like you want heads to be like this like wait what did you say like, mm. they turn mm. they take yeah, and then they want to know more. So that always ticks off the boxes regardless. Like you can build a – I've got a personal brand too and I have a huge vision with that as well. It's It, it started – I literally started creating it last year. Uh, <clears throat> but the difference in that is it's just with the next route. But you're right, like it will die with me while the business brand could live on forever. And I think that if we see it, it – I think people should have multiple – Things. Like some people are happy to just work for another business because of the brand of that business and the purpose that it's, it ticks all the boxes mm-hmm. rather than them starting from something scratch to try and replicate what's already mm-hmm. perfect for them. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And not everyone wants, needs to be a business owner there, but I do believe everyone should have a side business even if it's a small 20 grand, 40 grand, and you can do that and build that up uh, even if, it's, if, that's, if that's all to tick the boxes for that and give you an extra bit of income. Um, or or get you to shine what you absolutely love in doing the art pieces that you do. There's like, to me, you could have best of both worlds or either you have a brand that is scalable and you pull yourself out of it as a business and it's it's just a money vehicle or you're working for a brand that ticks all those boxes and is giving you a nice income and you're, you're well taken care of. And then both for that person, whether it's the employee or the business owner, may have a personal brand as well or vice versa. So, One thing I want your opinion on is for me it's it's easier to speak with someone, say Marshall, for example, mm. to uncover something about me that I don't necessarily know um, or he might say that. That is – you were just talking about that. Talk more about that because you're clearly passionate about it or blah, 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 blah. So did you have a mentor, someone that you were able to run things off that uncovered things about you. How did how did you go unpack those sorts of things? Yeah, I had the um, I had Hamish. So Hamish was the uh, my first true mentor. That when I first met him, I, I would have been like, I think I was twenty three when I walked up the steps at his his gym. I know he's been on the podcast before. Yep, alter ego. Yeah, uh, and and I remember sitting in front of him, <clears throat> and he was like, he was. Everything about the man, he was 10, he's 10 years older than me, but he was everything the man of what I wanted to be. And at that time I had some, I, I, I had been, uh, just some bad stuff had happened to me. Trust had been burned uh, and I was very depressed, not in a good state. And I just had this half or oh, three quarter finished um, uh, certificate that, to start my business in, in the PT world. And everything he, yeah, everything he said um, what he was like, I want to att- attach myself. Like, I didn't care about the business side of things as much as I wanted to be an apprentice to him. Mm. So I went, 
above and beyond and did not stay. Like I didn't leave him. I was there for three hours when it was meant to be 15-minute interviews. I, I sat away. Other people were coming. Then they'd leave and I'd get back in front of him. Um, and I wouldn't leave until until he said, okay, I'll take you on. <laughs> and uh, and then I just, everything he told me to do, all the things that worked, all the things that didn't work, all the things that made me grow, everything he said do, I did. And uh, I think that in life, like uh, there, there's a great concept by Joseph Campbell, The Hero's Journey, if, if you guys know about it. Oh, it's it's brilliant. And basically Joseph Campbell found that there's a, there's a theme in every story. When you watch movies, when you read books, and it's it's a circle, it's a journey yeah, that you go like through. This, yeah. And in that journey, like you'll have you'll be part of your environment right now and your community, and something's calling you to do more. It could be like they notice an ad or saying like for you guys, for example, is artists, right? Or coaching or coming in, and that could be the call, and they're like, no. Nah. And they go back to the environment and it's not adding up to them. Usually after like the third time, they pick up that phone and that's that's the whole analogy. Then once they go through, there's like a death that happens and it's hard to go back and they have to go into it. But in order to get through the whole circle, you need friends, you need mentors, allies. Uh, and in these stories that happens, like um, uh, classic ones that most people would know is like Matrix or Wizard of Oz. You know, you've got, you've got all these people that tag along and they all bring in their strengths. And all of it is building up to the individual to the final boss. And the final boss might be to actually do a recording or it might be to do the first sale or post up the first post that's actually asking for something, like whatever it is. Mm. And the allies and everyone around you has equipped you so strong that you're ready to tackle on that and then you defeat it. <clears throat> and once you beat the boss, you get the treasure and the treasure might be a song. The treasure mm. might be someone going, yeah, actually, I'll give it a shot. Like, or I'll buy that thing. I'll buy or, that yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you've come back to the start and the start is you've gone back home with a new skill set, a new reward to a community that's you, you're kind of almost like, wow, I'm growing now. I'm like, this is great to be home, but I want to go on the next adventure. So now you're going to the next thing and it might be the same allies. You might get a few new ones. Eventually you come back because you've got so many things and the environment has changed so much. And now you're hanging around all these other artists that are making it. You're hanging around with business owners that have are doing it. Like there's that's that's the cycle, and it's in absolutely everything. It's in your life. It's when you go to school, new friendship mm. circles. It's when you get a job, that first time from an interview, all the way through to I, I've outgrown this place. I have to honor this and I have to move on. Like. This this the circle is always there. Love it. Yeah, mm, it's the, cool. it's an amazing concept. Yeah. Mm, I love it. Yep, that's cool. What was that? Is that a book? Uh, Joseph Campbell wrote it, but there's if you just type in the hero's journey, you'll see hundreds of concepts come up around it. Uh, but yeah, he he's got a great book. I think it's called the the hero with a thousand faces. It's, it's a definitely a great book to read. But you'll uh, it's essentially you. Um, there's also a really good documentary that they did on, off it called Finding Joe. So if you're not much of a reader, you could find it on YouTube. I think, it, I think it goes for like an hour and a bit, but brilliant. You see people who have gone through hardships in life, like I'm talking about bad stuff that happened to them as kids. One person uh, went on a, was on a plane that crashed and his parents died and he was only like 10 and then his auntie was trying to 
uh, get him out of, it was like a mountain pass or something, and she fell and he found her later dead and to bur- bury her. And he said that was his origin story and his hero's journey that led him to a book and then his own kid and the love that he has. And so that no matter how hard things happen in, in life, that it's still all part of this, mm. this journey that you're always on. And for, for him, that slaying the dragon is to go on or the what did he learn from that experience that he could still have a loving life and give so much back to the world. Mm. Yeah. I think there's so much to take from this conversation if, you know, if you're listening or watching is like there's so many different things that you go through in your life, little things you learn, people that you meet all along the way, they all add up to who you are today and who you're going to be um, and it's you, you shouldn't ignore those little things. I think, yeah, people kind of tend to look at big picture too much and they don't look at the small picture enough. Spot on. Spot um, on. Yeah, and yeah. there's so much that you can utilise um, in your expression of yourself in your art in your branding in your music whatever it is that i think that so many people can expand on based on their own experiences so i yeah. love it mm. i love yeah. it it's cool Anything nice marsh i think that um i think that about wraps it up before we leave do you want to f- let everyone know where they can find you um how they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more if they want to work with you if they want to find out more about branding and how they can improve their own branding um give yourself um let everyone know where they can find you yeah, well, you could you could search us up on uh, Google Spiral Orb Designs or uh, RB uh, SpiralOrbDesigns.com.au. You can find me on Instagram CDY Productions. Uh, that's where links to my personal brand too as a writer. That's another whole thing. But um, yeah, you'll you'll find us in the team there, and you can just reach out. That's as easy as it, as it is to find me. Love it. Perfect. Yep. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, As we mentioned, if you like this info, if you think it is good, if you have a friend who you think this would resonate with, make sure to share it with them. Um, Give us a rating on Spotify and share it around your socials. Mm. If you Um, want to find out more about what we do or if you want to have a chat with us, we are doing free consultations. Yep, link Um, is just in the Instagram bio. Yep, you can find us there, free 15-minute chats. Mm -hmm. Um, And as always, thank you again. Thank you for checking us out on Spotify or YouTube or Instagram or wherever you found us. Um, much appreciated. Yep. And Claude Diesel, thank you for coming yeah. in, my friend. Thanks, Thanks so much. Always for a pleasure. Me. It definitely is. We'll see you next time. Bye. Peace. Peace.